the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. Uh, I'm Nick. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> All right, just us three. So how'd it go last week without me? <laughs> that was oh, the best. Me I mean, I listened to the episode, ever. so I kind of yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> Heard we had some uh, yeah, trouble but... pronouncing Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Baldur's Gate, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though? You know what's great is that I actually went for a hike yesterday, and I straight up found Baldur's Gate. And I was like, you know what? I wasn't tripping. This really exists. And now I'm going to go home, and I'm going to troubleshoot Baldur's Gate, because that's the other one. <laughs> I get it. Uh, yeah. Wow. And I'm assuming you guys have been just playing that all this week too, right? Like that's all anybody's playing right now. Dude. Yeah. It, it's insane. I played a little bit of a, of a different game and we'll get, we'll get onto that a little bit later, but it, it's, um, it's all, I have 25 hours in it or 26 hours into it. So it's been great. Nice. At least. Well, before yeah. we get started, quick shout out. We got a new Patreon or a new patron, hey. I guess. Tanner, thank you very much, man. We appreciate it. Always nice to have those patrons. Uh, we're actually on the rise with patrons, and we're on the upswing, so love to see That's that. awesome. Hell yeah. Thank you guys very much. And if anybody's interested in being a patron and, uh, you know, getting a cool little green <laughs> color to their name in Discord or finding any of our things, including finding our Discord, you can go to dlgaming.net and find that all there. Yep, dealgaming.net. So obviously we don't have Emilio with us today, or Christian. Christian fell off a bike and messed up his back, and Emilio had to work. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. But they should be back next week, and it sounds like we're going to be recording on Sundays again, uh, like we used to. Yeah. So, a bit of a schedule change there. Yeah, we made we made a significant schedule change, and then we we're like, ah, let's revert the changes. Yeah. No, well, we've been doing Mondays is- a while. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like part of it is uh, impacted by like Emilio's schedule with work and the different projects that are happening. So sometimes he's on one schedule and sometimes he's on the other, right? But I don't know. There were a lot of things. I'm that like I definitely appreciated having my weekends uh, as well. But I too should go back to the weekend recording because yeah, my own job is about to start taking a lot of time. So <laughs> yeah, it's tough to do things on weekdays. Yeah. Yeah. De- definitely. Yeah. All right. Things uh, that are not, well, hopefully not too tough. Maybe a little tough with scheduling as well is uh, video games. This is a video game podcast, so these are games that are on our radar that we're about to talk about. So games that we haven't played yet but want to play, or maybe put a little bit into it, just a little bit of a demo. But for the most part, haven't played a ton of games. I'm gonna start with. Uh, one of the ones that I put on called Death Bulge, hilarious name. <laughs> it's Be- it's Death Bulge, <laughs> Battle of the Bands, and so this is a cool like role playing game that has a lot of musical themes and just seems kind of ridiculous. Like they've put it and compared it to like some of the South Park games, so there's certainly like a whole element of comedy in this as well. It was released on August eighth, and so far it's got a hundred percent very positive reviews but this is only 80 of them so you know (laughs) take that with a grain of salt but still good right out the gate looking like it's pretty good um pretty fun the story is entirely about a deadly battle of the bands where the people are going to attack and can be attacked with music so it's 
like kind of more of a music rhythm game it seems and it's just an rpg adventure uh it looks it looks fun like i don't know it looks very like i guess it reminds me in a way of like scott pilgrim versus the world or whatever just in like the the vibe even though the drawing is definitely like a hand-drawn kind of world um i don't know what do you guys think what do you guys think about this it's uh it's definitely interesting uh i definitely like the color scheme um i <laughs> it looks silly like it looks like a game that if if you put this up against like 10 different games and and this was one that had this art style versus like conventional art styles that i'm like yeah th- this is the one that days would put on on the radar <laughs> definitely you know <laughs> like this with like a bag instead of a bag instead of a bag of milk you know mm-hmm. but um i think it looks interesting um not not my cup of tea but maybe for 17 bucks it depends on how long it would last you uh it looks funny so that is true yeah i don't know if they're winning me over just taking a look at the steam page i'd have to see a little bit more now you did mention south park and that reminded me i had totally forgot about this but they announced a new south park game and it's not an rpg Oh. Um, it is supposedly a 3D co-op multiplayer. I'll bring up a link real quick here. So we, we didn't have this prepared. I totally forgot to put this in the show notes. But yeah, they are, they're coming out with a new South Park game. It's called Snow Day by THQ Nordic. THQ still exists? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought they sold all... I, I don't know. I thought something happened to them, but um, I don't know. Apparently they're still around. But Wait, yeah. it's it's called Snow Day. There's another game called Snow Day. That's a VR. Is this a remake fight. of the original? Is this a remake of the original N64 game where it was you like hit turkeys with snowballs and shit? Or is this like the R? Oh no, this is not the remake. No, 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 no. You're like a wizard and shit. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's like a Lord of the Rings game. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the the trailer doesn't give away much. It's just uh, Cartman in a wizard hat casting fireballs in a snowy area. But they do say it's going to be a, a 3D co-op game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get more yeah. information when that comes out, I suppose. But yeah, totally forgot about cool. that new South Park game. That's fun. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we were just talking a little bit about Snow Day, the new South Park game, but the game that I put on my radar was Death Bulge Battle of the Bands. You know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes like messing up the pronunciation of uh, Boulder's Gate and Boulder's Gate, you know, shift happens. Uh, I'm sorry, shit happens. No, I mean, I mean, shift happens. That's the game that you put on your radar, right, Bobby? What's that game about? Uh, so this game, I saw this on the front page of steam because it was on sale 90% off. This game is like a dollar 50 now. And I think for the next day, if you're listening to our podcast, like right when it releases, then you still have a chance to get it. Otherwise it's going to be back up to its usual, uh, $16. But yeah, I, I didn't think this game really looked that good, but then I read about it. Uh, I read what they had on the steam page and then it kind of won me over. So it's a cooperative platformer and Looking at the gameplay, it reminds me a lot of Ibn Ab. I don't know if you guys remember that game. It's from a way uh, a while back, uh, but it was a really good co-op multiplayer game. Also, Portal 2. They had a great co-op mode in that. Um, good games, but not a lot of replayability. But what this does is really interesting. Not only is it this um, 
co-op uh, platforming puzzle solving game. I guess trying to, I'll throw that in there. It's like the trying games. Um, but not only is it that, but there's actually some competitive parts to it where you have to compete with the person. Um, there's these orbs or something that you have to collect on the way. Uh, and there are a few moments where you have a chance to, as they say, backstab and taunt. I don't know exactly what that means, but that's an interesting idea on the, the co-op. Like put a put a little bit of competitive competitiveness in there. That also reminds me of a way out. Emilio and I played that game. It was uh, the second game by Joseph Ferris. Yeah, the the first one was that Brothers: A Tale of Something. I can't remember. Um, and then the last one, of course, was uh, It Takes Two, which was uh, great. But um, a way out. You play co-op the entire time, and it's a pretty good story, I suppose. But at the very end, um, the story kind of leads up to this confrontation between the two characters. So it actually turns into a, a versus mode at the at the very end. There, I guess a bit of spoilers. A tale of two brothers. That's what it is. Thank you. Yeah, good game. But um, yeah, so it, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit, but. Uh, it, not quite the same way. I guess throughout the map, you are <clears throat> there are opportunities to um, to screw over your partner. But yeah, yeah I don't know. They're, they're, they're definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I, honestly, I think it's the name that kind of turned me off to this game initially. I was just like, I, I have no time for these puns, <laughs> these stupid puns. But a buck fifty, I might just grab this while it's on sale just to check it out. It is a co-op game, so you have to have someone to play with. Um, right now, there are 237 people playing. Today's peak was 900. So, I mean, some people are playing this game. And the reviews are pretty good, too. I mean, they're in the 80s. It's not bad. How much to have you play this with Emilio for like three hours straight? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's so hard to play with him sometimes because three hours straight, you think he can get three hours of game time? <laughs> Uh, no, that's the hard consecutive, part. Consecutive, him getting anything like no pee break, no drink break, nothing like you, in, without his ADD acting up. Anything like <laughs> it's, a, it's not the ADD; it's his baby and his family. <laughs> his family, <laughs> his job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a lot of things. But uh, not to jump ahead too far. But we had a listener question about like us playing Baldur's Gate three together, and I would love to do like a D and D night, except we're playing Baldur's Gate three. But I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, yeah. I need to quit my job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a D and D. I mean, I have a Baldur's Gate night set up every Tuesday now. <laughs> oh, so you're already doing it. Yeah, every at nine o'clock, and it's supposed to be like three hours a night. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be right. interesting. Luckily, luckily, what our rules was originally it was like, oh, we need to all beat the game, and then we'll all come together and play. Uh, as all of us have twenty-five to forty hours in Act One alone, we're all like, yeah, no, let's just all beat Act One, and then we'll we'll go ahead and start our playthrough. Yeah, I don't. I, that's gonna be a really long game. Why wait? Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, but the, we're we're still on the damn radar, guys. All right, yeah. like we're getting yeah, yeah, way yeah. too excited <laughs> and jumping the gun and going deep and deep into the hole, and it's just getting darker and darker. But oh, uh, Nick, Jesus tell me a little Christ. bit. Get out about of here, <laughs> goddamn transition. <laughs> yeah, tell me, <laughs> tell me good. about dark and darker. Good. Yeah. Uh, so, dark and darker has been a t- uh, something we've talked about on the podcast before. For those who don't know what it is, it's an extraction shooter, uh, kind of like Tarkov, but it's set in a fantasy world. You can be like a cleric, a wizard, a bard, monk, warlock, blah, 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 blah. 
um, your normal D and D um, classes. But the thing is, the game is extremely slow compared to like your Call of Duties, where you can slide jump and wall jump and you know drink your Mountain Dew and wall bang people. Um, so. Dark and Darker for about, I think, six months was taking off of Steam Early Access uh, due to a lawsuit. Um, and people were like, please don't let this game fail. It's an amazing game. It's going to, like, you know, be a cultural phenomenon if this gets released. A cultural uh, you know, phenomenon. <laughs> that's that's what people were saying. <laughs> I have, people, I have a buddy. People, this is like, I, have, I have somebody in my, my friend oh, group. Oh, man, like, it's this people game like is Nick this... and me. Yeah. <laughs> I have somebody in my friend group who this game is like his entire personality. Like, he's like, he was playing Hunt Showdown in Tarkov just to get good at Dark and Darker. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Oh, wow. Anyways, back, back to what I was talking about. Um, their case got dismissed. Uh, it was a, a complete sham. Thank God. Um, you can now purchase the game for $35. That's just a basic edition. The $50 edition doesn't get you an advantage. It doesn't give you a bigger stash like it does in Tarkov. Because in Tarkov, you can buy the game for $119 and get a huge advantage. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, it, from when I played it six months ago and from where it's at now, uh, I think there's two new classes, way more... Uh, like weapons, a lot more optimization. The game looks way better as far as graphics and lighting and all that stuff. Um, some optimization as far as like combat goes and healing and damage. So people aren't dying in like one hit anymore, unless you get hit in the head by a berserker and he does like a heavy attack and you should die in one hit. Um, sorry, barbarian. Um, if you like games um, that are PVP and PVE focused that are real time and like that, Missing a hit will cost you dearly. This is the game for you. It's in either solos or trios. You can do you can do teams of two, but you are facing teams of three. Uh, you do get a bonus for doing that as well, though. Um, the game looks like uh, if you get like a game from like two thousand one and like upresed it ten thousand times. Uh, you know, like you got like these really shitty looking goblins, but they like have really great graphics on them. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, just, you know, look at Dark and Darker. Uh, the shitty thing is that it's no longer on Steam. Um, it's now on their own website. You just look at darkanddarker.com. You download the down- uh, the, the launcher. You can down- uh, purchase it through that and uh, just download the game and play. Um, yeah, check it out. I-, I played about two hours of it this week. Played a bunch of solo games and a couple of team games and have a crack at it. Hmm. All right. Cool. I've heard a lot about this game, and like I, I think it's very tempting. Obviously, being a big fan of fantasy and a big fan of Tarkov, that to me it seems like the beautiful combination of both. So but this man, game I just ain't got the time. So <laughs> let's let's go ahead and bring it to the highlight section. This is a section that we. Oh, I think talk we're about missing one game though, right? Oh wait, oh fuck, fire market that we talk. <laughs> you know what? I missed a game because it's as small as a mouse. Because you always miss games like mice. Can we talk about mice tea? You know, savage, nice, yeah, all right. No, that, that was, was terrible. Decent. I hated yeah, it. Well, I hated it. I, I hate mean, myself yeah, for that. <laughs> it's a terrible kind of like this game might be. I don't know. I don't think this game is necessarily terrible. It looks. Um, it's kind of a bit more of a naughty game, um, which. <laughs> 
you know, uh, oh say God. what you want about it. Sometimes these games have really good um, story and stuff with them, which is what this one seems to be. This one's a part of the visual novel fest that was going on that ended today, I think. So, you know, if you're watching this on Twitch, it might still be going. But if you're listening to this, it's already done. But this is a visual novel. Um, <laughs> and you are some 20-something, like, bookstore clerk. And she finds a magical tea set. And so anytime she makes tea, it causes these transformative powers and turns everybody into this, like, they call it, like, an erotic adventure. Um, and so there's <laughs> there's 13 reviews, so, you know, lots of reviews, but 100% very positive recently. So that's, you know, that's good. That's nice. Um, 100% of 42 viewers or reviews, sorry, of all time. So it's still, it's very positive. Um, and a lot of times they kind of, it seems like a lot of the people kind of transform into animals or just different things. And it just seems um, <laughs> ridiculous. We probably could have skipped this, but it's a little bit of a troll. But this is going to be, I think, a very, uh, it could be a very fun and interesting game. Um, very much like the Tales of Nadia kind of thing. Uh, if, you know, if you were into that. But it's all about tea. It's all about making tea. It's not about tea. But it's obviously about making tea because that's kind of how they have it. Um, but a lot of people talk about how, like, good the story is and how well written it is and that they were... I put it on the radar because a lot of people talked about how they were <laughs> they came to this game because it was like erotic novel but they ended up actually really falling in love with how wholesome and great the story is <laughs> and so i'm a big fan of things like that where you you know you think it's going to be one way and it ends up completely being a surprise like that and it does seem like this game is actually like that um which i think is cool so yeah you know if you want <laughs> another you know kind of you know it's a naughty game when you click the uh, you click the link and it doesn't actually take you to the store page. It just takes you to an image of the game mm -hmm. and it takes you to the link to the store page. Yeah, yeah. No, you have like, to oh. sign in and verify that you know you're over the age of eighteen for for this game. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it's not like so. It doesn't seem like it's. It doesn't seem like it's as in your face with the erotic stuff like tales of nadia was no no not the first like four tags are not like erotic or nudity and all that stuff like the other ones are no it's a whole story but yeah. there definitely is nudity in it <laughs> good thing i switched back to the cameras before <laughs> Before the Steam page. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, sorry, I should have led with a. I should have been like, oh yeah, we might get banned. Oh, boy. Bobby's like, there goes the podcast on Twitch. Everybody, we're gone. No, nah, sure we'll be fine. We've. I was gonna say we've covered Tales of Nadia on here, and because originally I was gonna not put it on the radar because I was like, maybe this is too much. Then I was like, no, we've talked about Tales of Nadia on here like plenty of times. I know because I've talked about it, and it's like. Yeah, this seems like I said, like it's a wholesome, cute, like interesting story. But yeah, there's some erotic and weird shit in it. So if you're into that, uh, you know, check out Mice Tea. They have it for $20, probably a little steep, but they actually have a demo that is free that you can play and check it out yourself. So I highly recommend at least that because, like I said, there's a very large amount of people that are really enjoying the story and in a way that was unexpected. So I think that's pretty cool if you're into that. <laughs> The, See, the story. The, 
The problem is I'm logged into my personal Steam account here for the, the show, and uh, now Steam is just going to constantly recommend these. Good. Uh, you, you click, you click one link. Yep. You click yeah, you one link, and they're just like, oh, this guy Dude. must be into yep. this stuff. They're like adult content. Here comes all of the weird <laughs> shit with 13 reviews, uh, but 100% that's on your Steam discovery queue. You're welcome. <laughs> Here's an $89, like, Korean porn game. Have fun <laughs> with 30 purchases. You're like, what? No, no. Oh, they man. just give you little nuggets of cheese, which is what you would want if you were a mouse. So, once again, that was mice tea, uh, and that was that's it for On the Radar. So, now we can get into the highlights, and I kind of want to hear Bobby talk a little bit about Overwatch 2 Invasion before this entire podcast gets overrun with uh, Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I don't have much to say about Overwatch 2. Um, <laughs> that's really, I, I've, I've played a good amount this week since I got back from vacation, but uh, this is probably the only thing worth talking about because it's new. I got back into Sea of Thieves a little bit, been playing Killing Floor 2, been having a good week gaming actually. But the only new thing that I've played is Overwatch 2's got a new season, new content, new single player content. I had such high hopes when they announced that they were going to do single player content um, for when, when they were coming out with Overwatch 2. Um, but I was sadly disappointed and I continue to be disappointed. It's not good. It's, it's amazing that Blizzard managed to, to do so many things right um, and yet they are terrible at uh, making single player content for Overwatch 2. I mean, even Team Fortress 2 somehow managed to do it. It's not great. The man vs. machine mode, uh, it, it's not perfect for sure, but it... It's a lot more enjoyable than whatever this is. Um, not only that, but ever since they went to Overwatch 2, they've got this... They, they must be making so much more money with this. Um, they've got so... They nickel and dime you for so much content. It's just ridiculous. So you can only play one level of the single-player content. And it's your standard, like, push-the-cart mode. There's nothing really that amazing about it. Um, maybe, like, a wave survival would be better... Uh, kind of like what they did in Team Fortress 2. Although Team Fortress 2, they kind of made the wave survival their own. They they changed it a little bit, and it it's not like your standard wave survival. But I don't know. Maybe that's really all I want from Overwatch is just a wave survival. Um, so, yeah, only one map is free. You've got to unlock the rest through, like, a lot of grinding or buy it. Um and it's just, it's super boring gameplay where you're playing against AI and uh, just doing the same things you would be doing in the multiplayer mode, but just against AI for the most part. Uh, so I didn't really enjoy that. Although what I did find interesting is there was a cutscene before this, this invasion. This is like, uh, Overwatch has always added like little bits of story here and there, but I never really understood what the big story was with Overwatch, like what was going on. But this cutscene explained it to me and maybe I just was not aware of it before or I didn't pay attention to enough of the uh, little bits that they were giving us to put it together but and you know if someone knows this better than me they can correct me but it seems that the whole story with Overwatch is humans developed robots and the robots were like servants to help us out with stuff and then a rogue AI took them over and caused a robot rebellion and then Overwatch was formed to uh, squash that rebellion. Um, and then this invasion is like, I don't know, like a re-uprising of the rebellion or something like that. I didn't really pay attention at that point. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was interesting because when that game first came out, we've got like little snapshots of the characters and what they were doing uh, in like kind of what 
their backstory was, but there wasn't like an overall, like this is what overwatch is. Um, so I don't know. I thought that was kind of, kind of interesting. Um, there's also a new hero. Yeah. What's up, Nick? How many times are you going to try something out from blizzard, especially in overwatch and And be disappointed? Oh God. Yeah. Oh no, it's going to keep happening. It's just, (laughs) how many times are you going to be hurt and just keep going back? You know, I was never that into overwatch. So in the game is like, God, it came out 2016. It's been out for a while. Um, so it's interesting to see where they've taken it and what they're doing with it, but it definitely does not seem good. If you look on the steam page there, uh, they recently added overwatch Two to steam. Um, and it's reviews 9%. <laughs> I've never seen anything that low. It's crazy. People just review bomb the hell out of this thing. Um, they just are. And a lot of it seems to be them being upset at overwatch Two, the microtransactions, like all the usual stuff. Mm. Um, and just being mad at Blizzard in general too. Uh, but there's a new hero too, Ilari. Uh, she's a healer and there's really nothing, I don't know, that, that like different or amazing about her. Although she doesn't have a whole lot of movement. She does a lot of damage for a healer. And, um, instead of having a dash, like most heroes have, uh, she has like this push off ability, kind of like Lucio, but, um, works a little differently. So and, and her gun, it feels like you're playing laser tag too. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Continue. I continue to be disappointed with Overwatch too, and that's all I got to say about that. Well, I I thank you for your honesty, Bob. No, mm-hmm. Bob. <laughs> Not Bob. <laughs> Anything <laughs> but Bob. <laughs> Robert. No, uh, it, it, dude. I I wish that companies especially like blizzard it's like you advertise that the game would come out day one with a single player game mode you advertise that it would have a story mode of all things nope like it it didn't drop it was essentially overwatch 1.2 at the at that point just with new characters it's like the people who were playing overwatch continued to play and a bunch of people got tricked into buying it and they were like this is even shittier than the first one because i lost all my shit well technically it's free to play but there is a lot you can spend your money on. Exactly. Um, so, so it's like, dude, like how many people are just going to keep getting duped by Blizzard on like IPs that are just known to fail? I don't know. Well, they're still making a lot of money off of this. I mean, that's really what matters, I suppose. But yeah, of course. But you know what's funny is I actually saw, I saw something interesting uh, the other day on another Discord. Apparently, game companies are getting kind of scared uh, or are exchanging emails about um, essentially the successes of people like of games like Baldur's Gate, Elden Ring and other games that intentionally do not make uh, do not have, you know, battle passes, DLC skins that are having in that are having insane sales numbers that make more money than these games that are. You know that do have battle passes or do have skins, and just in in blanket sales. And it's just like, are we going to see the return of normal fucking video games for once? I yeah, sure right. as fuck hope so. Like, are we like, about to see awesome. actual good games get released? Yeah, <laughs> finished ones. Yeah, and, and like, in this was in response to like, it, it it reminds me of when when uh when like how people got salty when Elden Ring came out and like the the like the 
the developers for The Last of Us were like, this UI is horrible and blah, 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 blah. And like some other people were like, this is stupid. You can't do this or that. It's like, no, you're hating on the game because it's good. And your company is practicing like these toxic ass things that they've ingrained into your head. Um, and as like the model as, as like the model. And so it's like, hopefully as things change, like Overwatch doesn't mold into fucking mobile game on a PC where it's like, you have to buy things like in gems to level up your champions. Cause I guarantee you that's the next step we're going to see like, and I'm playing a mobile game right now and I've hit the wall in the mobile game like three days ago. And I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to un- uninstall this now. There's um, an expansion in wow that put, put a mobile game as <clears throat> what was that? It was when you got the companions, what expansion was that? Oh yeah. And yeah, you sent them out on yeah. quest and it took them a certain amount of time to complete. And they had like was a Warlords percentage. Of Draenor. That was Draenor. Yeah, Warlord. Okay. Yeah. Warlords of Draenor. Yeah. You, you could, you could find companions in the actual world. You would have to do a quest line that unlock them and then you can send them out and then you could pay money to get supplies or extra supplies to make the missions go faster. And then yeah. that continued. You can still do that. Yeah. Although I don't know if they're really pushing it as much now that they've had other things. Yeah. No. I don't know. And then yeah. there was the yeah, they, every expansion they've got something like like that. But I remember that when I was just like, dude, this this is just a mobile game. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 so it's sad, but like hopefully you know I hope Armored Core is a commercial fucking success. It's probably not, even though it's getting a bunch of good reviews already and a bunch of good. Uh, publicity um it's a from software game about giant mechs and it's not going to have dlc and it's not going to have you know day one purchases and yeah. it's not going to have all this other shit so well, you know what though like i mean i don't there's plenty of reasons to hate on blizzard and i've surely done that but i always think like back when i was a kid like in the 90s playing video games do you think there was like some 35 year old guy that like oh no you see this mario 3 it's just a cash grab because this or that it's not like mario <laughs> mario 1 yeah. you know like <laughs> probably yeah there definitely was i guarantee you there was there 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 was also probably people that you know there's always naysayers for every well, there wasn't innovation. the internet so people couldn't dogpile like they do now but i'm sure there was like people out there that was just like this is the end of gaming <laughs> you know? oh no there's there's drama right now going on in the fucking rts universe and the total war universe like they're charging 25 dollars for the next dlc in the last like 20 dlcs have been 15 dollars, and everyone has been posting the memes that are like bullying works i don't know if you've heard of that um but yeah people are just completely outraged they're like why have you raised the price ten dollars like Inflation doesn't really work on DLC for video games when you're adding half of the content that you normally do for a DLC. Hmm. So it's interesting. Um, but I think at this point we should address the fucking mountain on in the valley <laughs> at this point. <laughs> the the boulder right. in the room. Bobby, yeah, do you have boulder. any questions about this game before me and Amanda just completely take over this No, nah, I mean, I, I know what it is. I know it's good. I, I kind of want to play it, but... You, you I kind of want to play. Solo, I, I want to play with other people, but I know how that's just kind of a dead end. Like it's just, it, it never gets very far, unfortunately. But I really, I like the idea of just committing to it like a D and D night. But you know, it's tough to do that with people in their schedules. I, I am can very I, interested in this game, though. Can I suggest something to you? And this sure. is what one of my friends does, who has very limited playtime. So he he schedules it. He's he only has about 
three or four hours of game time a week. But, see, I'm right? not the problem here, man. I got time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the problem is other so people. He, he, he plays with another one of our friends who has all the game time in the world. Mm-hmm. What he does is when they play, they don't play with a party of four. And they don't play with a party of three. They play with a party of just them two. And each one controls two characters. They each control a custom character. And then they each control a story-based character, like an origin character. Because in the game, there's origin characters that the game has already uh, created that have direct interfaces with the story that is going on, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and apparently, it makes for a great way to play the game. Um, And whenever, so my group that we're playing tomorrow, one of us is going to play one of the origin origin characters. And the reason being is that if you play a, a... like Divinity Original Sin or Baldur's Gate and you don't have an origin character, there's a lot of stuff that is like hidden behind like way longer quest lines if you just don't have that character or you don't use that character. Um, And that doesn't mean you have to play that character in a certain way. I think they did the same thing with Divinity Original Sin too, but I feel like a lot of that extra stuff was just more story. Yeah, so it's not just story. It's, it's it's not just story in Baldur's Gate because Baldur's Gate the quest lines are very rewarding, um, especially when it comes to like the early game. Like the quest rewards are extremely important, especially when something can make you instantly go invisible and you can just walk around um, and things like that, or boots that let you teleport. Um, so it, as far as like how good the game is, I, you know I've sunk. 25 26 hours in, into two weeks um i pretty much every night for the past like two weeks i've played the game when i can i, I unfortunately when the game or slash fortunately when the game released my family visited for my daughter's third birthday and i didn't really get to play that much which is fine that's perfectly fine i got to see my my parents and some other family members and that was a great time you get to touch um, grass so i got good. to touch grass um but you best believe when they fucking left it was game on. Um, but what are you rolling right now, uh, Days? Yeah, so... So I heard you're rolling a, a, a Bostonian... I didn't hear your class, though. Uh, it's a rogue. A so I rogue. Okay, so I have... A I kind of have... Right? I kind of have three major campaigns going on right now. Um, Yeah, dude, I have no time. (laughs) So I have my solo character, which is a elfin uh, mage. That one I'm probably playing the least because it's my solo. Um, I have my main group that I'm playing with, which is Tagloro and the Lotion. And that's where I'm a half-orc rogue with a bostonian accent we've kind of divvied a little bit away from like the role playing and stuff because this game is just too fucking good i don't want to be worried about like oh get over here when i want to just like fucking play the game you know so um <laughs> didn't last too long so but when you oh. play with the lotion and Tegloro, um do you guys how f- have you guys finished act one in any of your campaigns no no okay not at all. okay so the reason i say that is because as soon as you finish act one Apparently the game just like like skyrockets in difficulty. Really? <laughs> my buddy is playing on Tactician and he like finishes he finished act one after forty hours. 
was like, yeah, the game just kicks you in the balls just immediately. Like I, I felt like that's how Divinity Original Sin 2 was. I remember having such a difficult time after I finished the first act, but they made it like a, they had a major patch or something for that game that changed a bunch of things, and it was a lot easier the next time I went back to it. Well, I'll tell you right now, when it comes to the first, the act one, the like the the first areas and stuff the game does not shy away to like to be like oh you want to be an asshole or you want to be a confrontational person all right we're gonna throw 13 enemies at you that are gonna (laughs) shoot you from range and then beat the shit out of you when they get close or light you on fire and you're level two like it like it happens and it and I, i i play this game a little bit differently than some people do I try to to rest as little as possible. I play it like how I play mm. D anD D. Um, like I, I have friends that like oh every time they're done with combat they long rest. Uh, I'm like that's that's it's boring. That's dumb. Like because spell slots are a thing in this game and it's essentially a currency, right? Um, mm. Apparently, things can happen. I heard you guys talk about it on the podcast. You, uh, Emilio kept asking, "Can you get ambushed while you're in long rest and things like that?" Things can happen that do lead to combat, but most of the times you can talk your way out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty rare as well. Um, so I what I try to do is I try to only long rest when all of my spell slots are depleted or I'm like just like completely out of everything. Like just, yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit like that when it's Tag Loro and Lotion and myself. Uh, we we don't do a lot of rests, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a little more rest heavy on my solo. And then I finally was fucking able to connect uh, to my boyfriend and like start a campaign with that. And we'll be doing a lot more rest. But we just fixed that issue. The whole weekend, um, I spent probably... I want to say like a total of four hours uh, just trying to troubleshoot the fucking game because I couldn't connect uh, to my boyfriend. I'm going to let you, do you, do you have more that you wanted to talk about though, Nick? Cause like a, this is a whole story. So, I just wanted to ha- ask one last question. Uh, have you heard of what people are calling like true hard mode? No. So you, everyone in your party or you play in your party, everyone doesn't have dark vision. Ah. And so what it is, is you have to walk around with torches and shit. And so it makes things a lot harder. <laughs> um, yeah. For, so as you know, Bobby, uh, as you may know, um, a lot of races, I think it's six races uh, in the game have dark vision. So you can pretty much see in like, you know, in the dark, as long as it's not magical darkness, you can see in the dark. Uh, but if you don't, you have to light a torch and that takes up one of your hand slots. And if you're like using a two handed weapon, you can't, and then you have to use a one handed weapon. And sometimes your character build completely revolves around using two handed weapons. And sometimes you need both hands to do shit. So Hmm. it sucks. And, uh, it's very interesting. Um, so So this is some kind of self-imposed restriction that people are. Yeah. Yeah, it's very. Or you do it on accident, which is kind of what happened once we did get my boyfriend in the lobby with me, him, lotion, and tag Loro. I think half of our party does not have dark vision, and we did not. 
planned that on purpose. It's just like that now. And mm -hmm. so <laughs> accidental increase in difficulty. <laughs> it's yeah. And we're going super evil too. Like we're like that campaign. We're going to just be fucking evil. Kill everything. As we call absolutists. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's not spoiling anything, by the way. Just, just absolutists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it took a minute, and I want to—I do want to take a minute to talk about this this fix and this issue in case we have any listeners that have this same thing. If there's anybody that lives in the same house, is on the same internet, and then there's two copies of Boulder's Gate 3, this might relate to you. So, like, I, yeah, I do want to go through this, but, like, so I had first logged into my profile— of Larian Studios and Steam on my boyfriend's computer because he wanted to see a little bit of uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and how that was. And so I showed him. And then later on when he got the game, he deleted all my saves from it and obviously logged into his Steam and logged me out of Larian Studios and logged into his. And so then when we tried to connect to each other, we both kept consistently getting the error that said, like, cannot connect because you have already joined. And, and so at this point, I mean, we live an hour away, so we're on different internet. And so um, we tried, I mean, we tried the basic stuff of even flushing DNS server and like restarting everything, restarting the router. We started with that. We, this took like quite some time. We went in, we even at one point uninstalled the game and reinstalled the game completely. We found some other things, but what, uh, what ended up working out, which god damn tag Loro was such an amazing fucking person because it was tag Loro that found this shit is so both of us have our game downloaded in our uh ssd drive if you go into your c drive and go into users and go into yourself you would have to unhide like are you guys familiar with like showing hidden i feel like bobby well i feel like both of you two are kind of like yeah this is a no-brainer but like <laughs> you show your hidden folders and like all your hidden icons but doing it yeah. in the user c drive you can find an, a folder called app data which then in local you would go to like the larian studios folder and if you reset all of your profile because it seems like there are a lot of issues with people and their, like, player profiles. And so if you're having any kind of, like, you're already connected and you're having all these issues with that, then a lot of it, or at least, like, looking at Reddit and the different support forums, both on Steam and Larian Studios, like, there were quite a decent chunk of people that were having this issue where yeah they had problems in their player profiles and so there is this like lsf file of player profiles where you get all of this shit that we're thinking is kind of conflicting it to where like it's hidden in your computer as you're both logged in on the same computer so like larian studios is you know it's launcher or game file is sitting there thinking that it's like the same account trying to connect to two computers and have them connect to each other which they weren't but man, when I tell you guys that after like four hours of like trying to troubleshoot and going line for line through different things, <laughs> when you're not that great at, you know, like I'm, I'm not a coder, it's not much, I'm not that great at <laughs> figuring out this shit. Um, it was so nice when we finally did it and that, that moment of connection, I feel like that happened the very first time that I, I played Baldur's Gate with Tag and Lotion and we all connected and everybody was just like, yeah, it's like the whole room just screams of joy. 
like that's what happened when we finally could connect and yeah then we made a campaign where we're all evil we can't really see dark vision and we're just gonna fuck everything up <laughs> that's uh <laughs> just blind evil people you guys are just evil because you can't see yeah well it's it comes from a large stem of rage of trying to make the fucking game work <laughs> Because it's like, I know this is an issue that should be fixable, but I can't figure out how to fix it. Because the conflicting thing is like, especially for us, we had our all of our game files and everything on the D drive. So we weren't even looking mm. at the C drive, right? And then it was hidden inside mm. of the C drive, inside of just well, some random folder of app data. Mm. And so it's just hiding in the deep, dark crevices of bullshit is where it was. But I mean, <laughs> wow, I don't know. I'm glad yeah, it's, it's fixed. I mean, fortunately, there's so many people playing this game that there's probably a lot of support out there in forums and, and other places where you can look up yes issues and no. like that. Tag brought up a good point, though, because he was looking into it a lot, too. And the thing is, is that so much of the information out there was for early access or issues of mm -hmm. taking your early access file into when it was released. So like a lot of a lot of the stuff and a lot of the options and solutions that people came up with, like weren't exactly incredibly clear. And it's kind of confusing because there's actually Larian Studio folders like in your D drive and C drive and in documents. And so it's actually kind of like a little bit all over the place of where they're sticking data. Once you start actually digging, go look in your files, guys, like try and find all of your Baldur's Gate shit. Uh, if you were looking for all of your files, it's hot. They they definitely scattershotted that shit into a lot of different drives. And so mm -hmm. at least they did for me and my boyfriend's computers. So I mean, I don't know. It's it wasn't uh, in a way it was an easy fix once we figured it out. But figuring it out was kind of hard because there is so much shit out there, and it's not like they give you like an error code to look up. It's just literally like cannot join because you're already joined. And you're like, that doesn't tell me shit. Thanks. Oof. Yeah. So that could happen. Be careful. That's probably the biggest <laughs> gripe I've got with Larian Studios right now. Because otherwise, my God, I love this fucking game so much. I love it so much. I just wish I didn't work right now so I could just play this all the time. What's the what's the highest level you have so far in all of your playthroughs? Oh, I think it's only level five or six. We're not too crazy high. Maybe five. What's, uh, what's the most damage you've done in a single turn? as a single character oh man hmm without using any items I should say dude I really want to say 19 19? yeah I've, stealth um, like stealth shots are pretty fucking powerful you want me to tell you what mine is? Oh God! You you said that like I like it was a large amount, and now I'm starting to think that it's gonna be a poo poo little bitch slap. How much? Eighty four. <sighs> so I, I'm a, I'm a paladin, and uh, I have divine smite, and uh, <laughs> so uh, a little bit of insight. Um, I play D and D uh, online. I used to play in person, but we, you know I moved and shit. Um, I play. Right now, I'm not DMing because we're between groups. We're starting a new group, and I'm going to be DMing eventually. Again, so I get to play a character for the first time in six years or five years. So I made a character. His name's Dothan, and he's a half-orc uh, paladin. Uh, he's not the brightest 
crayon in the box of light bulbs. And um, but he is an oath breaker uh, for all the right reasons. Um, and he he's a, he's a uh, exorcist who always misidentifies ghosts. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he can hit like a goddamn truck because he's got a strength stat of twenty. Um, dude, when it comes to critting, when your when your hit can do thirty nine damage and you can hit twice in one turn, it's insane. <laughs> like, um, yeah, we face on on a, one of my. On one of the dungeons, we face something with 125 health. I killed it in two turns. That's fucking it, nuts. I'm like, it, that, combat is not a breeze for me, by the way, at all. And I'm not playing on the hardest difficulty. Like, I just did um, a combat scenario, and it took me about, uh, like, nine tries. So <laughs> do not think that being hitting that, like, hitting that hard is definitely, like, makes anything that easy, that much easier. Because... As soon as you get mind controlled and you hit that hard, imagine hitting your your mage with twenty seven health in the head for forty eight damage. What that Oof. does, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's just so much with this game. I feel like the next time we talk about it, we can talk a bit more spoilers, maybe because it's inevitable. But um, um, I don't want to spoil too much for people because that you should play it. I highly recommend it. This is easily game of the year for me you know so so this is something i wanted to i wanted to talk about as a game of the year this is probably game of the year for me probably the only reason i say that is that there's personal games that i'm excited for this is probably game of the year for like the whole world i want to say i'm looking forward to rogue trader which is the people that make the pathfinder video games which is like a direct competitor or like wannabe of the uh, Larian Studios games um, and they're making Rogue Trader which is like a Warhammer 40k version of this which is super exciting for like a fucking nerd like me and then Armored Core which is like a game that I've been playing since I was like 10 so um, Baldur's Gate is my second most anticipated game of the year so you know super excited wow well I'm looking in chat and it looks like the lotion has gifted me a copy of Baldur's Gate 3, so it looks like I will be joining you soon. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow, man. So, Thank you, dude. That by is the way, incredibly <laughs> generous of you. Shit. I've never I've never felt like a celebrity in my life, and I still kind of don't, <laughs> until Lotion messaged me. Uh, you know, he, he's like asking me a couple of questions about D&D and magic, and we, we, we talk about things every now and then, because we're, the, we're both in the military and a bunch of other things, and you know, we're both cool. Um, and uh, he goes, hey, man, I really want to hear what you think about Baldur's Gate on the podcast. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so it's a killer game. Uh, they obviously switched a lot of things up from the tabletop so that you can't break the in-game engine and things like that. Um, because you definitely could. Um, but I can't wait to get to Act 2 and, you know, really get the ball rolling. Um, I can't believe how big this game is just in Act 1. Uh, for example, I've been to a settlement, I don't know, 20 times, and I just realized that there's a backside of it and discovered a bunch of harpies. So that was fun. What? 
yeah. yeah this this game runs so deep. Yeah, I'll, I'll message you. It involves some. Uh, yeah, I'll message you. You know, but, both uh, Divinity Original Sin one and two, they had to release a patch to kind of course correct the game. I'd say, and it, it broke the saves too. It was super annoying when it happened to me in, in Divinity Original Sin two. I'm hoping I'm hoping that doesn't happen with Baldur's Gate three, but it doesn't sound like it is or it's going to be needed. It sounds like they kind of just knocked it out of the park on the first try. Apparently just all the early access, like they were just nose to the grindstone, just completely like utterly like taking all feedback and like working with people that, you know, wrote for D and D and like worked with in-game mechanics for D and D and things like that. And they were like, we want to get this as perfect as we can. Like I said, without breaking computers, um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to continue playing this game. Um, it's gonna be a while until I beat it because I RP as well while I play mm-hmm. it. So it's pretty oh, funny. Uh, so yeah, it's a good time. All right. Well, next week I'll tell you about the adventures of Dwarf Paladin. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude! <laughs> Bring back Dwarf Paladin. <laughs> All right. Well, before we move into listener questions, quick plug. Um, you can see everything we got at dealgaming.net. You can get to our Discord from there. You can get to our Patreon from there. You can get to our merch from there. Uh, it's all happening at dlgaming.net. And the Discord is the place to be. We uh, That's where the action is. That's where the people are. That's where uh, the games are happening. And if... Uh, if anyone wants to play Baldur's Gate 3, just uh, send me a message on Discord. Let's get a schedule going. Because I, I really do. I feel like these games are best when playing it with other people. But um, I don't know. I when I play by myself, I just kind of like ignore all the story, try to min-max, and it just, I don't know. It, it becomes more of a, a compulsive <laughs> or a compulsion than a, than a good time. Just mashing spacebar to skip everything. Yeah, and I was just going to say, I, yeah, I think for you, Bobby, definitely playing with other people is where it's at. Because I feel, I would argue that solo play is where it's at, but that's coming from a bitch that loves story. So yeah. to me, I can focus more on the story when it's just me. Well, and so that's why I like that more. But if you don't care about the story, then yeah, you're definitely going to want to play with people because it's hilarious when you play with other people. Yeah. Well, you know what it really is for me is I hate doing inventory management on four characters. Um, in the divinity games, they had the lone wolf option. So you could just roll two really powerful characters. And I always did that just cause I didn't want to manage the inventory and, and uh, deal with all that moving things around okay this guy's my my herbalist or something you know got to get all the in this guy like he does the it, it's just it's too much work too much overhead so if any any of you guys want to be bobby's secretary going through Baldur's <laughs> gate three you can dm him and reach out and be like i would love to hold your pack my, bobby my and squire there you go. yeah yeah if anybody wants to be his squire so uh, we have your we have your suit of armor, sir. <laughs> no, it's, it's not even all that stuff. It's just like, you know, you always have one character. It's like, all right, this guy's the blacksmith. This one's the herbalist. This one is, is like the, crafts the yeah. potions. Yeah, you know, you always got to uh, delegate those those responsibilities. And it just takes too much time when it's all on one player. 
That's All very right. true. We got some listener questions. Let's get to it. First one comes from Pyronical. For those playing single player on Baldur's Gate 3, do you constantly quick save and then reload when something doesn't go your way? Or do you always accept the consequences of the role? <coughs> Fuck. Sorry. So, it's like the Idris Elba thing. I was just choking at the question. Yeah, while <laughs> Yo, you're choking, I'll answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm nice yeah i think i think it kind of it depends so like when i'm playing solo i save it a lot because i try my best to get into the habit of having good save hygiene so i don't fuck myself over but for the most part i kind of take more of a balanced thing with uh my solo thing i kind of if i mess up the role i'm just kind of like well i'm gonna have to suck that up but then again if i mess up the role and get my like head ripped off or get downed then yeah i'm gonna reload um, that being said, I think when I play with Tagloro and Lotion, we kind of do just re-roll. We we're reload uh, quite a bit, I think. We save a lot and we reload a lot. Um, I did make a pact with my boyfriend when we get started on a campaign that unless all of our players get killed, we're not going to reload for anything. We're just going to bask in our consequences. <laughs> <clears throat> so I have How about you, same- Nick? I have the same rule. Unless one of my character outright... So would, hmm. See, I'm starting to stop doing what I'm doing only because there's now a mechanic to bring things back and I'm not going to ruin how. But um, if, one of, if one of your characters gets thrown into a pit of lava, uh, just a heads up, you can't recover them. Or they get thrown into a bottomless pit, you can't recover them. Um, and so... I'll quick. I'll I'll like quick load after that. Um, I will quick save before a large fight if I know it's going to be like an hour long or two hour long, like thing. Right? It's like, oh, this is the keep with like thirty guards. You know? Then I'm going to be like, all right, let me quick save before this. But this is a hag that keeps replicating herself and then disappearing. Oh, by, yes. by the way, uh, <laughs> I, I killed her before she could teleport <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, do that instead of letting her teleport. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Otherwise, it takes an hour. I'm like, oh, you can trip, you fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't teleport when you trip, you fat bitch. <laughs> oh, we've been having so much fun sneaking up to people and then, like, pushing them off of ledges or into a deep hole where then they die. Oh, highly recommend. Dude, it's a great way to start an attack. Best way to kill somebody, pushing them off of something. Or Absolutely. using Thunderway and ejecting them out of orbit. So, uh... Gotta love little, the yeets. Side, little side story. There's a moment where I'm facing someone and they're completely outclassing me and my whole party. I'm just getting my ass kicked. And uh, I have a mage character in my party. They have a spell called Thunder Wave. We're about mm, 70 feet away from the ground. And uh, Thunder Wave goes off. They fail their their check. And they go flying. 130 damage in a fall. And they die instantly. <laughs> I'm like, all right, there we go. Gotta love gravity. It's the best. It's wonderful. It's the best. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I try not to save scum. Uh, unless it's... The other thing is... Uh, I will save scum for quest rewards. If like... If, like, oh, this conversation thing will give you a different quest reward. And it's like, oh, fuck. You know, I didn't want the toothpick. I wanted the giant hammer. You know, that's about it. Hmm. Yeah, I do that all the time, man. (laughs) I'm so bad at it. 
there are some games that prevent you from doing that, though. I, I kind of respect those games. Like, all right, I see how it is. You know me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's always good to get into the habit of saving, though, as much as you can. But reloading is a whole different thing. Which, by the way, in case anybody doesn't know or maybe forgot, uh, F5 is the hotkey to quit quick save. Yep. Yeah, is there a quick load button? Is it F9? That's what know. it usually is in games. It's usually like yeah. F5 and F9. <clears throat> and you don't need to tell me, man. I've been gaming since the 90s. We didn't used to have an autosave or stuff yeah, like I that. Yeah, I bet you were already <laughs> sitting there being like, oh, I would have already knew about the app data bin folder and you could have just removed that player. It's like, huh, it took you four <laughs> hours? Oh, I could have just <laughs> been like, oh, ran in my little 90s noggin and found that <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> what are you fucking yeah. dumb? Huh? Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything does install stuff to app data. There's a lot of junk in there. If you're on a Mac application support, but yeah, that's you'd be surprised how many problems are resolved in that folder. And um, you'd be surprised how many people don't know how to find it as well. Well, the the cool way to find it, and and <laughs> here is me like bragging about my nerdery here. But the cool way to find it, if you hit start run and you type percent sign app data percent sign, it'll take you right there. You don't need to even unhide it. It'll just take you right to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> dude, I, I think the next time you Where have... Where the fuck were you on Saturday, dude? <laughs> I was in Tennessee, man. No, I was in Memphis on Saturday, actually. Bobby. Oh, my God. I was in Memphis, and um, I, I'm walking down Bill Street, and I'm like, all right, I got to get something to eat, and I'm looking at all these places, and it's mostly bars, but then I see this place, and it's got this lit-up sign that's... It's Blue uh, Blue Hills or Blue City Cafe. You could probably find it on Google Maps, but it's got this sign that's lit up and it says, put some south in your mouth. And I'm like, well, I got to eat there, obviously. And uh, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, and nobody else walking by seems to really notice it, but I don't know. Maybe a different sense of humor down there. But yeah, I saw some weird stuff out there too. First of all, the food, it's... Uh, it's so sweet and tangy out there. Like a lot of barbecue, yeah. obviously, but like real yep. sweet and tangy. Um, yep. Took a little getting used to. Uh, I ate like two meals a day. I was just constantly full. But it wasn't like Texas where it's just the portions are just ridiculous, enormous. Um, it was just very filling food. Uh, and then when I was at Graceland, it must be, yeah. And then on everything they have written like uh, – uh, eating like meat or eggs or something it could be raw or uncooked it must have been like something they passed that they had to put this warning on all their menus um but the weirdest thing i saw on a menu was uh, of course i've always got to try mexican food whenever i go anywhere to see how they do it oh that's a mistake you coming from southern california dude the bar is so high <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i'm always disappointed for disappointment. Um, well yeah no shit yeah but uh <laughs> I went to this place and on the menu, they had like chimichangas and then next to it, it had this little blurb that said the soul food of the Southwest. And I was like, I don't know if that's oh, right. Dude. Is that, <laughs> I don't know if we consider that soul food out the here. The soul food of the Southwest, oh. even though we are literally Southeast. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, Bobby, you don't, you don't even, as I lived in Georgia and we would go to places and it's like, you know authentic mexican food and like the dude be there and be like you just look at him and he's mexican and i'm just looking at him and he just gives me the eyes i'm like huh it's not it's not and he's like no, it's, just walk it's away. no bueno just walk away <laughs> no and i'm like all right thanks bud oh man like, yeah I, I don't know but the, the weirdest thing that i did see out there and this is just totally bizarre and random but i was at graceland you know home of uh 
Elvis and I it was I didn't realize he was buried there first of all like his great like the last part on the tour is like his grave and his whole family and I'm like oh my god that's like where Elvis is buried it was nuts I mean, I mean I'm a big fan and also it's probably more important for me um, but while I was sitting there and I'm, I'm waiting to catch a ride out of there I, I see this big family come in and the little girl just has this cat draped over her shoulder like a little kitten and I'm just like yeah, this is Graceland. It's like going to like, I don't know, Disneyland or like, uh, not necessarily a theme park with roller coasters, but it, it's like, I, I don't think you can bring animals like that. And she's just walking around with this cat. She goes into the bathroom then comes back out and she puts the cat on the ground. And then immediately when she put the cat on the ground, security showed up and started talking to her. And I'm like, Oh, what's going on here? I'm getting really invested in this story. Like, where's this going to go? And, uh, I mean, spoiler alert. I don't know. I don't know what happened because they, they pointed her off and some direction and then she disappeared and like <laughs> i wanted so bad to go up to security girl again <laughs> or the cat i should have you know i'm never gonna see these people again i really wanted to walk up to the security guard and be like hey uh what happened with the kid and the cat like what's the scoop there but i've never been like out in public and just seen somebody with like a cat on their shoulder and the cat was just like totally cool about it like didn't have a problem i was like they got some weird laws out here i don't know if that <laughs> it's just a lot that shit I, I love know. how I love how can't get Bobby super engrossed in the storyline of a video game, but throw a cat on the shoulders and now he's invested. Hey Bobby, <laughs> when I see a cat, cat in public, you can be a cat. <laughs> Just yeah. tip, you can be a cat in a in a fucking. Oh, they got a cat race out there. Yeah. No, no, no. You can you can be a druid and change it to a cat. Oh, be a, be an actual cat. There you go. Jump on somebody else's shoulders. All right. Some some mice tea action going on. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Next question from General MJH. I think this is a first time, possibly long time listener, definitely first time caller here. Um, Have any of you looked at Jagged Alliance 3? It's a great tactical turn-based RPG and is a fantastic remake of Jagged Alliance 2 from 1999. My favorite tactical turn-based RPG is Wasteland 3, which just edged out Divinity Original Sin 2. However, Jagged Alliance 3 is rapidly becoming my new favorite. Uh, It doesn't have a great tutorial, but there are several good beginner YouTube videos, which he lists in the Discord. Um, Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I I remember Jagged Alliance 2. I never played it, but I was always aware of it. I didn't realize, I looked at this game, Jagged Alliance 3, I'll bring it up on stream here. This was released July 14th, 2023, a month ago. So this is very, very recent. Um, I have not heard of this game. I wish I knew about this in February, but never mind, it wasn't even out. Dang. Um, Because I do not have time now. 5,600 people playing today. So, I mean, people are picking it up and playing it. Yeah. Interesting. It looks good. The reviews are good. Um, so it's a tactical turn-based. I'm wondering if it's how much of an RPG it is. Uh, you know, because there, there's games like Mutant Year Zero, um, even XCOM, I'd say, really focus on the, the combat. It's not too much RPG or story so much as it is just focused on the combat i don't know mutant year zero it's got like a pretty good amount of story but you compare that to games like um oh god shadow run the shadow run series uh wasteland three like those ones are way heavier on the rpg side in my opinion 
So I, I, I tend to lean towards the XCOM, XCOM type games. I'm just wondering where Jagged Alliance 3 might fall on that uh, spectrum. Well, based on reading some of this that they have on the Steam page, it does look like it is heavier on like the focus and focal point being the combat and not so much the story. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it could be good. Yeah. And it looks like this is... Um, it looks like it's modern day. It takes place in a fictional world, and this is funny. It it it's called. This is this means big dog in French. <laughs> Grand chien. <laughs> yeah, um, but that is the uh, fictional land where this takes place. Thrown into chaos when elected president goes missing, and the paramilitary force known as the Legion seizes control. Hmm. I don't know. It's probably, I, I mean, good luck getting people to play this right now with Baldur's Gate 3. But um, that, Dude. I did add it to my wish list. I'll keep an eye on it. I'm going to also add it to my wish list because this does look like some good, interesting stuff. But it's just like, oh, yeah, the timing. Timing's terrible. You're going to have a hard time getting me pulled away from Baldur's Gate at all. Maybe a you wanna hear some would do it, but... You want to hear some bull? <laughs> you want to hear some bad timing? Fucking Tarkov just wiped right now, dude. Oh my god! Yeah, actually, don't even get me started. Like the entire group is playing Tarkov, and I, and now I'm starting to see like Tarkov little Tarkov little videos, and I'm like, fuck! I just really want to play Tarkov. You know what helps though is that this laptop probably could not handle Tarkov. <laughs> so... You know, you know, as dumb as that shit's fucking stupid right now because. It's all going to be wiped again, and 1.0 is going to be released, and then nothing's going to ever wipe again. So why the fuck play? You're not going to get Kappa. Yep. Hmm. Yep. And especially with Boulder's Gate being out, why would I do that? <laughs> but uh, Jagged Alliance looks pretty fun. Not for me, though. I'm not going to pay $45 for that. Hmm. Yeah, 45 bucks. but uh, I bet we'll see that on a sale. It looks like it was on sale at one point for about 30 bucks. And it it just came out too, and that might have been a pre order deal or something. Um, for fifteen dollars, I'll pick it up. Uh, no, that was for thirty bucks, fifteen dollars off. But okay, you're saying fifteen bucks is your price yeah, point? Well, yeah, yeah. If it goes down to fifteen, G- give it time. You know, all games do eventually get pretty cheap. Or go to Game Pass. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's true. All right, next question from Time Killer B: Is ray tracing important to you? No. Nope. That was like a big selling point, I remember, when the new graphics cards, the new series were, were coming out. Um, now that I've upgraded to a 4080, I got to say, I don't really notice. I don't know if it's enabled or not. Um, there's a lot of really cool like before and after videos on YouTube, especially of Minecraft, uh, with ray tracing and enabled, and it supposedly makes it look amazing. But honestly, I don't, I don't know. Like I haven't seen much of a difference since I switched to the 4080, except that I can run my games a lot faster at, at higher frames per second, um, and I can turn the graphics up more. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh wow! Actually, looking it up and looking at like, you really only notice it when you have side by side comparisons of how they are on and off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, when they are on, especially the detail that's in water. Like, that is amazing. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you're getting shot at and you're running away from something, you're like, oh, look at the water. But, I don't know. I might be I might be like that. I don't I know. Like, it depends, it, it depends on the game. 
you know, in Sea of Thieves, you do kind of enjoy the scenery a little bit sometimes. Yeah, definitely, because there's downtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if you're playing a single-player game. Yeah. No, man, if I don't see the reflection of the bullets coming my way to nail me in the head in Tarkov, then I don't even want it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if those bullets are aliased, I just can't. Just can't get with it. You're telling me that those bullets don't refract light as they spin? <laughs> uh, um, next question from the Beardedin: When can we expect the Digital Logic plays Battle or uh, Baldur's Gate Three series? Oh boy! Uh, yeah, good fucking luck. <laughs> uh, first we can't of all, even Baldur's... get our schedules right for the fucking podcast, let alone <laughs> <laughs> game. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this: the Baldur, Baldur's Gate three is that like the Divinity games where it is four players max? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Because yeah. there are five of us, so that might be kind of difficult. But um, I could have sworn there's a mod already being created, though, where you can make your party size bigger. But hmm. that might be a Nick fact. So I Nick might. I heard though that yeah that there's either a mod or they're working on trying to do up to eight but or six even but I don't know don't quote me on that it would be pretty cool if there was six I wonder if they scaled the enemies try. too to make it a fair fight but mm. probably yeah. not but we could just always up the difficulty I don't know I, I mean I'm down to play with listeners I'm down to play with whoever if we can set a schedule then uh, I'm game I was like, I need friends. Okay. <laughs> I, I, need, I need friends that Friday show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that well, can the new commit. Friday night. Yeah. That's true. Friday night is a good night for me. Um, that is it for our listener questions. What's everyone playing this week? Obviously, I'm going to be playing Baldur's Gate 3. I assume it's the same for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, Baldur's yeah. Gate 3 until, until next week, and then that's about it. So I'll be playing Baldur's Gate 3, but I, I also am definitely going to be trying to beat this boomer shooter that we brought up like quite a few months ago called Slayer's X Terminal Aftermath Vengeance of the Slayer. What a fucking long ass what name. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> See, it's a, it's a boomer shooter with like a new metal uh, like music soundtrack. And so uh, one of our listeners, Burn Division, has a podcast called Breathing New Life, which is a, a new metal podcast. And so we're doing a little bit of a crossover this weekend where I'm going to play this game and we're going to talk about it. I'm going to go on their podcast and, and talk a bit about uh, the game and the music and the metal. So people should check out the game if they want to, because it does. It, it I did play it for a bit and it was really funny and pretty great. I do really enjoy boomer shooters. It brings me back to the first game I got into, which is doom. And like, it's just, it's very funny. You end up going through like a hidden closet to get away from your mom because like fuck her and you're listening to new metal and you you're fighting and shooting poops it's so weird it's great (laughs) i do think it's very fun uh and it's a blast so i'm looking forward to playing that a little bit but then obviously it's gonna be so much Baldur's gate (laughs) yeah definitely all right well maybe i can be part of the conversation next week yeah All right, who wants to sign us off here? All right, well, I will. Um, 
speaking for Bobby, Nick, and myself, big old boulder titties. <laughs>